the message you're about to listen to is by Reverend Dr. Femi Olaleye of Oikea Christian Center. Remain blessed as you listen. Amen. Let me tell you something. We are in the easiest fight ever. Glory to God. The fight is reaped in our favor. Glory to God. Because Jesus won and said, enjoy my victory. meeting. It's a jumping meeting. It's a rejoicing meeting. Why? We have war. We have war. We have war. Hey, go. Glory to God. Praise God. Amen. You may be seated. Glory to God. Who's at Yeah. 
Yeshua, 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 hallowed be your name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Everything shakes when the noise abates. Your order is order is when the pressure ceases, when the crowd goes away, you are all I have. My soul, Jesus, Jesus, lover of my soul. Thank you, Lord. And so, Lord, we thank you for your ever abiding presence. We thank you for the anointing of the Holy Ghost. We thank you for the power of the Spirit. And Lord, as we go into the Word, I pray that our minds and our hearts are open to receive and our lives will never be the same again in the name of Jesus. In Jesus' name, and everyone said, Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. All right, real quick, let's get into the Word. Are you ready? Are you ready? I can't hear you. I said, are you ready? Okay, um, real quick. Um, if you've not gotten this book, Illumina, please make sure you get it outside. It's selling for an affordable fee. You can get it outside. And um, also, we have certain other books, although they are e-copies. You can also get them. All right, you just speak to them outside at the stand, and you'll be told what you need to do. Praise God. Now, today, I'm going to be teaching on the theology of impartation. Hallelujah. The theology of impartation. Are you ready? I hope you know from that topic, it's going to get crazier this evening. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Those of you watching online, you're welcome. Make sure you stay tuned to the end and you can share the live stream. All right. Those of you, if you are on social media, you can take a moment and go on our Facebook page share the live stream so that people can join in hallelujah by the way we're going to have a wonderful time apostle teo phillips is going to be on tomorrow night praise god hallelujah. all right my lovely friend apostle amen i always love it when he's around don't worry i'm going to steal him for some few hours before he comes and you know because we always have this chat we do every single time he's around then my pastor pastor Bolajido, is going around saturday amen saturday morning all right, so we're going to be having, it's going to be impartation every day. So you cannot start saying, eh, I'll miss this one. If you don't miss anyone, no, every single day. Things will happen today. You will go and tell people that tomorrow, you don't miss tomorrow. Hallelujah. All right, if you have not noticed, this Oikea you have come to, it's not the one you are used to. <laughs> <It's God. laughs> Hallelujah. 
Praise the Lord. All right, theology of impartation. Many times, this this word this this, this word impartation has actually been misunderstood many times, and I have found out that because of a, um, a lack of proper teaching concerning it, all right, many folks actually run away with incomplete understanding, incomplete revelation of what impartation is. Many times, you find that people mistake activation for impartation. All right. Now, when I'm talking about impartation, I'm talking about impartation with within the context of ministerial graces. Praise God. All right. When we talk about Elisha and Elijah, that impartation is in the context of ministerial grace. When we talk about Paul and Timothy, that impartation in the context of what? Ministerial grace. All right. When we're talking about Jesus and the apostles, that impartation is in the context of ministerial grace. It's not in context of activation to speak in tongues or activation to prophesy. So many times you find that people mistake activations for impartation and we're going to try to ensure we are able to explain it properly tonight the word impart appears four times in the scriptures impart four times in the scriptures glory to god all right and um though it appears four times in the scriptures the word impart by implication all right is implied in many places in scriptures now let's look at the four times it appears in scripture let's look at job 39 Job 39 and 17. By the way, by the grace of God, some of you are going to be giving to us this. We'll mention it. All right. We are going on television in 2021. Praise God. Praise the Lord. Just about to conclude some things. All right. Well, we're going on television in 2021. Praise God. All right. So we'll let you know how you can give to us. So Job 39. All right. Verse 17. Can we read one to go? It says what? Because God had deprived her of what? Wisdom. Neither had he what? Imparted to her what? Understanding. Imparted to her what? Understanding. So we have impartation here used in connection to what? Understanding. Glory to God. Alright? That's the first mention of the word impart. Let's look at the second place we have the word impart. St. Luke's Gospel chapter number 3 and verse 11. Follow me. It's a simple message. St. Luke's Gospel, chapter number 3 and verse 11. What does he say? He says, He answered and said unto them, He that had two coats, let him impart to him that had what? None. And he that had meat, let him do likewise. Okay? So he's talking about clothing and meat. He's saying you can impart clothing and you can impart meat. So that is talking about giving someone clothing and giving someone meat. Praise God. Praise God. All right. Now let's look at Romans chapter number 1 and verse 11. Romans chapter number 1 and verse 11. Romans 1, 11, it says, For I long to see you, that I may what? Impart unto you somewhat, spiritual what? Gift, to the end you may be what? Established. Now, for the first time, we now have impartation used to refer to something what? Spiritual. Praise God. The first one was understanding, which is spiritual or mental. Praise God. The second one was all right, material, when you talk about clothes and meat. Now, this third one is talking about spiritual gifts being imparted unto you for the purpose of establishment. Now, look at 1 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 8. All right, 1 Thessalonians chapter 2 and verse 8. Pay attention. All right, it says, So being affectionately desirous of you, we were willing to have imparted unto you not the gospel of God only, all right, but also what? Our own souls, because you were dear unto us. Praise God. 
you were there unto us. So we find, all right, Paul is talking about impartation of the gospel, impartation of his own soul. Praise God. In Romans, he said, impartation of spiritual gifts. Job talks about impartation as regards to understanding, all right, and Luke talks about impartation as regards to giving gifts and stuff like that. Now, the word impart is from the Greek word metadidomi. Metadidomi. And what it means is to hand something over. That's what it means. To hand something over or to give over. It implies the sharing or transfer of an item or spiritual abilities from one person to the other. Praise the Lord. It implies the sharing or transfer of an item or spiritual abilities from one person to the other. Amen. So when a man is imparted, it means something was given to him. Praise God. So that means in impartation, there is an exchange. From the imparter to the impartee. Praise the Lord. I said praise the Lord. Amen. Something is imparted. Now, many times... In the Pentecostal um, circuits, in the charismatic circuits, what you find is that you have a lot of people who come looking for impartation and they want to receive an impartation and run off. You understand? So they'll come for a meeting, they'll say, Oh, there's a man of God, he's using the prophetic or he's using the apostolic or whatever. And they come, Oh, I'm coming, I want an impartation, and they come. So they come, lay your hands on me, man of God. Sow a seed. Pray for me, man of God. And after they've done that, do you know what they do? They run. Why? They run. I'm saying, okay, I've been imparted. Let me run and go and do something with the impartation. I don't know if you understand what I'm saying. Can I get an handkerchief? All right? You understand? So you find out that they have this fast food mindset as regards impartation. Now you are going to see why all of that has not worked. Hmm. <laughs> you will see. You've they've everybody has laid hands on you. They've laid leg. They've done like this. And you fall down and you got up. But nothing changed. I will tell you why. Because impartation is not, it's not, how will I put it? It's not impersonal. There is nowhere in scripture. Where a man imparted another man with ministerial grace where he didn't have a relationship with that man. You won't find it. You won't find it. You could find examples of someone who was activated in spiritual gifts and began to function in spirituals without a relationship. Following that, you understand, that activation. But when it comes to impartation with ministerial graces, that's where Timothy said, and Paul said to Timothy, he says what? Lay hands on no man, what? Suddenly. He was talking there in context of ordination. And ordination is what? Impartation for ministerial grace. Are you following so far? Are you following so far? Are you following so far? Uh-huh. So look at Elisha and Elijah. Elisha served. I'm going to show you, all right, in scripture, where you see, all right, dimensions where God calls a man, but before that man is ordained to go, there is a period. There is the calling of the man and the sending of the man. 
There are many people that are wrong after the calling and are not waiting to be sent. Did God call them? Yes. Have they been activated? They flow in one gift or two? Yes. Have they been sent? No. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. I know. Let me mix this thing. I need to mix this soup well. Praise God. So it has to be a mixture of glory to God and hmm. <laughs> glory to God. Say, Allah, I am what the word of God says I am. I can do what the word says I can do. I broadly declare I'm a child of God. I'm anointed. I'm anointed. I'm anointed. I'm anointed. I'm anointed. Give the Lord a shout. <laughs> Praise God. So the four times the word in part is used, we find that it is used three times to refer to non-physical tangibility. Understanding, spiritual gifts, and souls. Non-physical tangibilities. Only once is he used to talk about handing over something physical. Praise God. Praise God. All right. So, metadidomi, that's how it's used four times we find that word used in the scriptures. So, we see three main things. Pay attention, I'm going somewhere. We see three main things that comes with impartation or, um, or that word in scriptures. Number one, understanding. Number two, spiritual gifts. And number three, mindset. Because when you talk about soul, when Paul says, I impart our soul unto you, what he was talking about there is that we wanted to what? Impart our thinking, our mindset, our way of life, everything that had to do with us to you. This is beyond just prophesying. This is beyond just supernaturals. This is a way of life such that when they see you, it's like they've seen me. Are you following? Such that when challenges come against you, the way I will react to it is the way you would react to it. Praise God. Amen. So, let us start with understanding. To carry the mantle on a particular minister, you have to Start from understanding what he understands. This is why many people don't realize it because it is laborious and it takes time. Is that for you to begin to produce the same way another minister produces for a long period of time, you need to expose your mind to that minister's messages, that minister's teachings, understanding. The most important thing a believer requires after salvation is an understanding of what has been given to him in Christ. If he lacks understanding, there will be a limitation in what he can achieve. Look at Ephesians chapter 117. All right, you find out that the Pauline prayers were mostly about understanding. Praise God. Understanding. That the eyes of your understanding, look at it, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, verse 17, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you what? The spirit of what? Wisdom and revelation where? 
in the knowledge of him. Go on. He says, the eyes of your understanding being what? Enlightened. That you may know what is the hope of his calling and what the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Understanding. Understanding. So, we, we look at Ephesians 1, 17, uh, we went to 18, let's look at 19 and 20. Then we will turn into Ephesians 3, 15 to 19. Understanding. And we're going to be looking at words Paul uses when he's talking about knowledge, understanding, wisdom, and things like that. You will find out that all of that has to operate in the faculty of the thinking, the faculty of the mind. Hallelujah. All right. For you to come to an understanding where your mindset is a particular way. Because there are many ministers of the gospel that can speak in tongues and can prophesy and can do the spirituals, but they keep losing in their mind. Praise God. They're losing their mind. Walk miracles on Sunday, fornicating on Monday. That's what they're losing. Do wonders on Sunday, Sunday evening watching porn. are losing are losing their mind because though they preach it they don't understand it and what you don't understand will not transform you are you following what i'm saying bible says be not conformed to this world but be what you transformed 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 tra metamorpho that is a a change be transformed by the renewing of your mind Renewing of your mind. The renewal of your mind only occurs through understanding. Because renewal of your mind means you are changing your mind. The changing of your mind is a function of progressive understanding. Hallelujah. Ephesians 3. Are you getting blessed? I said, are you getting blessed? There are many folks that the devil is not getting them on the crusade ground. That's not getting them. Finish, cast the devil out. We'll meet in the room. Finish, cast the devil out. We will meet with that self-limiting belief you have about yourself. That every other person does not know but you. Understanding. This is why the number one responsibility of the mentor or the imparter is to impart people with what? Understanding. Understanding. That is the number one responsibility. I know many people don't just put your hand on me. Let me go and raise the cripple. Hey, 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 hey. Understanding. Understanding. Ephesians 3 and verse 15. Ephesians 3 and 15. What does he say? All right. Paul is praying. He has started. He said, all right. Of whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named. 16 says what? 
that he may what? Grant you, according to the riches of his glory, to be what? Strengthened with might by his spirit in the inner man. What For what purpose? 17. That Christ may dwell in your heart by faith. That ye being rooted and what? Grounded in love. Uh-huh. 18. Maybe what? May be able to what? Hold on. The word comprehend is where you stop. He said, may be able to comprehend. So the reason for 16 and 17 is because of 18. Glory to God. The cumulative result of 16 and 17 is that he may be able to what? Comprehend. The word comprehend there is catalambano. And catalambano means to eagerly see something. Glory to God. He's saying there is a knowledge in Christ. Your mind needs to be able to what? Seize it. Glory to God. You seize it and you take possession of it in your mind. Trying to get something across to you. He said, I may be able to comprehend with all things what is the breadth and length and depth and what and height. Next verse. And to know. Glory to God. And to know. Look at the and say, and to know. Now, the word not to know here, all right, is the Greek word ginosko. Everybody, many people know ginosko. And what ginosko means is understand. Understand. It says to understand the love of Christ. So it says to understand the love of Christ, which passes what? Knowledge. Ah, yalakurata satai. Oh, glory to God. You know, I've told you many times the spirit of the man, of a man born again, does not grow. He doesn't grow physically. So when we're talking about spiritual growth, we're not saying your spirit man is getting bigger and developing muscles. No, sir. Your spirit is eternal. Glory to God. When we say something grows, it means that it gets older. And when we say something grows and it gets older, it means that that thing is mortal. But your spirit is immortal. When you, when the moment you got born again, what happened was, once you got born again, hallelujah, the Holy Ghost, 100% God, came inside you. Glory to God. You receive the life and nature of God. What happened when you got born again? It's not for you. You didn't become spirit baby. Glory to God. You know, I, imagine, I have seen those. There's this, uh, I, I don't know, there's one image like uh, one small baby like this with buttocks and the baby will now begin to dance like this and like this. I don't remember that, that, that stuff. All right, some people think that when they got born again, they became that baby and in their spirit, they were spirit babies. You understand? Oh, no. The moment you received Jesus, you said, Lord, I believe. The Holy Ghost came. Glory to God. Now, what happens? What is understanding? Understanding is the Spirit of God living on your inside, taking the scriptures, glory to God, that prophesied Christ and unveiling that Christ to your mind. So in spiritual understanding, what is going on is that the light of the Spirit is shining in your mind. So that your mind will come to understand what your spirit understands. Ensuring that there is a perfect, unbreaking or unbroken fellowship between your spirit and your soul. Amen. So your soul now begins to vibrate at the frequency of your spirit. Are you following what I'm saying? Amen. Amen. So your spirit says that there's a challenge that comes. Your spirit says we've won. Hallelujah. When your soul understands, your soul says, that's right, we won. 
praise God, then what happens when your spirit says we've won and your soul says we've won, it comes out of your mouth, we've won. Praise God. That mechanism I just described is what is called homologia. Saying the same thing that someone has said. Because your spirit will say what Christ has said. Because your spirit is born again. It's born of God. Amen. Praise God. And to know the love of Christ with passive knowledge. That knowledge that he says, passive knowledge, is head knowledge, gnosis. Mental knowledge. So he's saying that mental knowledge cannot properly receive and understand the love of Christ. Because how can you love the worst criminal? How can God say that, all right, even Hitler is redeemable? Praise God. Not that Hitler is redeemable. Hitler was redeemed. Praise God. How can you explain it? That why we were rebels against God. Christ died for rebels. The very same people that were killing him, they were nailing him to the cross. He, <laughs> they were with evil, provoking God, and God could only be provoked to bring out good. He says that the men, the, your, your, your mind cannot understand it. Praise God. Mind energized by the Spirit of God. Hallelujah. Amen. A mind that the Spirit of God shines on will understand. So he says, I pray, I bow my knees to the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ that you might what? Understand it. Hallelujah. Everybody say understand it. Hallelujah. Anything or any area in your life where you are struggling, you lack an understanding of the principles in that area. That's the truth. I have found that out to be true. Anywhere your light is inadequate, you will struggle. So, where are you struggling now? Your light is not enough in that area. This is why one of the important things to be imparted is knowledge. Amen? Understanding. Understanding. Glory to God. Look at him and say, may you receive understanding today. Yeah, understanding. When you have understanding, when things happen, you will know what to do. Are you following? Okay, let me give you an example. Right? Um, when, when we're just getting this place right because we just got a we got a, a decision, so they're trying to you know connect the building to it. So they first connected it, and the the voltage was high. You understand? The voltage was a bit high. So the ACs didn't come on and one, um, one stuff bumped because voltage was high. Praise God. Now, I am not an electrician. I don't understand how electric stuff works. Amen. So I have no what? Understanding. But the electrician, when we told him this what happened, he thought about it. He thought about it. He said, what's going on? What's going on? <gasps> he now understood. He said, okay. He went back there and said, let us put some neutral or something, whatever and he sorted it out. How was he able to respond? Because he had what? Understand. The crisis of life 
the challenges in ministry, the lack of result is usually tied to something you don't understand. Let me tell you something. Never ever make this mistake. Whenever you're not getting results in a particular area, don't generalize and say we are many that don't get that result. What you are saying is that you are many that lack what? Understanding. Praise the Lord. What we are saying? You are many that lack what? And understanding. When you see someone succeeding in ministry, getting a particular result, there is an understanding that person has. Praise God. So, get understanding because understanding is key and understanding is imparted. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Understanding is what? Imparted. It is what? Imparted. Knowledge is imparted. Hallelujah. Now, very importantly, a man's knowledge is determined by who he learns from and what is handed over to him. Look at 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 2. Alright? You, your doctrinal persuasions, how you think, your mindset is a function of who you're learning from. So be very careful who you learn from. Because you're going to produce their results. You're going to produce their results. Who you learn from. Be careful what you believe. You have to make sure you examine it through the light of the world to find out. Look at now. Look at 2 Timothy 2, verse 2. It says, And the things that thou hast heard of me among what? Many witnesses. Uh huh. The same commit thou to what? Faithful men who shall be able to what? Teach others also. Can you see the chain? Paul teaches some, and those ones are to teach others. Praise the Lord. So a man or minister, all right, your knowledge is determined by who you learn from. And what has been handed over to you. You will never rise above the level of knowledge that was committed to your hand. Praise God. Now you see, one of the things I found is that, I, I, you know, I think I'm young. Amen. I mean, if you are old here, yeah. I think I'm young. Most of us here are young. Praise the Lord. I don't think anybody here is above 40. Or maybe 45. Praise God. You know. Praise God. I said, praise God. But finally, you know, we like, we, like, we like knowledge a lot. How many of you know our generation likes knowledge a lot? Come on, how many, how many of you know our generation likes knowledge? Yeah. So when come on, come on, and begins to say, and just boom, 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 boom. Hey, hey, people now begin to shout. Hey, 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 see what, see what, you know, that kind of stuff. It's good, it's nice, it's cool, it's good to be erudite and stuff. But listen to me. Let me tell you something. If you, if you become a fan of just that, and as a minister, you base your ministry on your ability to be erudite. Anybody can listen to a tape and regurgitate it. Ministry is spiritual. Are you, are you following? Because it is spiritual, it is largely dependent of what the Spirit of God has committed into your hand and has told you to do part-time. So you're going to find out that whenever you are based on just, you know, words and catchphrases and Greek words and Hebrew, and there is no relationship, no fellowship, no depth away from where people are watching you, you will fall short. In the age of social media, everything is done for the camera these days. So you find that there are some ministers that except they are doing live stream of prayer, they don't pray. 
Alléluia. Except they want to share rev. In the relationship, depth in prayer. It's in that deep place God will speak to you and give you instructions and give you directions and cause you to be sensitive to the seasons of your life. Depth. Not camera chasing. Depth. Because without depth, you will guess. You start guessing. How many of you know what I'm talking about? You're guessing. You now begin to react to what somebody else is doing. Oh, they, 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 they're doing this. Oh, it's prophets that is raising. So I'm prophet. Apostles are raising. So apostle. Okay, it's not evangelist. Evangelist. No depth. Too superficial. You are just running around like a headless chicken. No depth. Listen to me. Look. Ministry is spiritual. It is what? Look at him and say, ministry is spiritual. 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 And because it is spiritual, we are serving one Lord. And if you want to have clarity concerning his plan, concerning your life, praise God, you need to pay attention to what he's telling you. Hallelujah. 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 Praise God. So where was I? Where was I? Huh? Understanding. Now the next one we find is spiritual gifts. Now spiritual gifts, the context I'm teaching it in, is not just nine gifts of the Spirit. Because when we say spiritual gifts, spiritual gift would mean any gifting that is what? Spiritual. Salvation is a spiritual gift, isn't it? Isn't it? Come on, isn't it? Wisdom is a spiritual gift. Hallelujah. But when we talk about um, the spiritual gifts, we're talking about activations, when he's talking about the nine gifts, somebody is being healed. Somebody is being healed of a condition in the abdominal area. There's been healed. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Sorry, to, there's a case of practice. Thank you, Lord. Then there's a someone, there's a lump in your body that just disappeared. A lump just disappeared. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to Jesus. You've been healed. Amen. Mm. All right. So, spiritual gifts. This is the most popular and sought after. It actually occurs by one man laying hands on another for transfer of spiritual ability. All right? Also used to transfer spiritual giftings, our words. Spiritual gift. Paul says, all right, I come unto you that I might impart unto you some spiritual gift to the end that he might be what? Established. Now, you know from the context of what Paul was speaking, Paul was not talking all right, particularly about the nine gifts of the Spirit in Romans when he was speaking there. Because he said, all right, for the purpose of you being what? Established. What establishes is not tongues. Praise God. A man can speak in tongue and not be what? 
established. What Paul was talking about was talking about ministerial graces because as an apostle, an apostle's job, when he comes into a place, praise God, all right, where people, where they've been, they've been planted, is that he can bring, all right, the teaching grace out of his own ministry, the pastoral grace out of his own ministry, and cause the saints there to be what? Established. So that they are no longer tossed to and what? Through. All right, through different persuasions and different opinions. Hallelujah. Now, let us look at spiritual um, uh, impartation of spiritual giftings from scriptures. We are going to see a few. Now, you're going to notice something interesting here. The examples we find Isaac to Jacob, Genesis 27 24 to 30. This was transfer of spiritual gifting, the blessing of Abraham. Because the blessing of Abraham is a spiritual gift. Amen? Spiritual gift. Alright? Genesis 27, 24 to 30. And he said, Are thou my very son Esau? And he said, I am. 25. He said, And he said, Bring it near to me, and I will eat of my son's venison, that my soul may bless thee. And he brought it near to him, and he did eat, and he brought him wine, and he drank. Alright, next verse. He says, And his father Isaac said unto him, Come near now, and kiss me, my son. Next verse. He says, and he came near and kissed him, and he smelled the smell of his raiment, and blessed him, and said, see, the smell of my son is as the smell of a field which the Lord had blessed. All right, 28. Therefore God give thee of the dew of heaven, and the fatness of the earth, and the plenty of corn and wine. So, you now begin to find, all right, um, Isaac blessing Jacob with words. Next verse. Let people serve thee, and nations bow down to thee. Be Lord over thy brethren, and let thy mother's sons bow down to thee. Cause be everyone that cursed thee, and blessed be he that what? Blessed thee. Now, there is something to learn here in this Isaac example. Isaac to Jacob example. You find that Isaac said, alright, for me to, remember what we said about impartation. Impartation is somebody is handing something over to you. Praise God. So that means for him to hand it over to you, it means he has it. Praise God. Are you following? He has it. And he hands it over to you. For example, I, I, let me tell you something. For example, at the beginning of the year, I had the great fortune <laughs> to meet Reverend George Adeboye. Reverend George. You know, when I started ministry, all right, I, used, uh, I started, you know, particularly. Then I, said, I stumbled on some folks and I began to hear them say things like, as a minister, all you need is all you have. You understand? You've been blessed with all spiritual blessings. See, definitely, it's true. Have we not been blessed with all spiritual blessings? <laughs> it's, it's true. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> you understand? So I suffered well, you understand? <laughs> I was wondering why. Why? So if you are ministers, you decide church and stuff, you know. Why? Venue money was hard to pay. Some of you that are, you know, you know what I'm saying. You know, I, you know, we get the venue, you understand, <laughs> for Sunday service, and they've locked the venue. <laughs> Why? Owing. What's, what's the problem? It's not ministry, you know. Didn't they say if God sent you, we send the funds? If the v provision powers the vision, you know, but we never, I never saw it, you know, and stuff like that. I, I got some sense later, so praise the Lord. So I met 
Reverend George. And the Lord was saying, I should have, as in that man should pray for me. You know? Lord gave me an instruction this year. He said, get your pastor to pray for you. Get, you know, Reverend George to pray for you. And I remember um, Reverend George had finished ministering at a program called Why Impress. Right? And he had impacted everybody. But I had to run out of that meeting because I had a meet, another meeting, business meeting. So I ran, I couldn't get out of it. I ran, went to the business meeting. And after I finished from the business, I ran back. I took bike to and fro. Bagada to VI. VI to Bagada. You understand? I was hungry. Some people are not hungry. You understand? Some people say, I know. I will stop. God will meet you in my room. I thank God for your life. <laughs> I took bike to and fro. Sat down there. I was sitting outside my pastor's office. They said, what's going on? They said, that man of God needs to lay hands on me. Are you serious? I said, ah, he's really busy. His pastor is traveling. I said, look, he's laying hands on me. We'll find a way. When he came out, I went and met my pastor. I said, pastor, he needs to lay hands on me. You know, the pastor said, okay, come with me. So we started going and we're talking, talking theology, talking about every other thing. My own was this man. I know you have something. I must collect that thing you have. I'm serious. Amen? I must collect it. Amen? We went to one place to check out one site that the, my pastor's church were doing. The ground was filled with granite. So as, as it was about to enter, guys, I just tagged my pastor. So, ah, he's going. Hey, he said, Baba, this young man said that he, he wants you to pray for him. He wants you to. You understand? So he said, ah, no, come. Because I've been sharing theology with him. Praise the Lord. Yes. Because Papa Adebo, Reverend George, loves knowledge. So we're talking, and we're talking about Finnish days, and we're talking about amenities. Blah, 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 blah. Me, I didn't forget why I was there. Because uh, I'm doing so sorrow, but wait, yeah, sure, you, you know, you, you understand? <laughs> I said, you cannot forget. When that one is, the, the ground was, the, 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 the stones were really hard. Pebbles, granite, you understand? It wasn't rock, it was, you know, I didn't say, sir, please, we need to find, no. Put my neck there. And he put his hand on me. And the man began to prophesy. Glory to God. Praise God. And you know what you feel on you when I lay hands on you? You feel my electricity. I felt it. That thing went through my spine. Kalabaye. And that's what set us up for the year. 2020 has been our best year. I'm not saying that as a sermon. It's the truth. Praise the Lord. Am I lying, church? Best year. Be best year. Best, personally. Best, best year. Praise the Lord. And now began to understand what the Bible said when it says that, and the man Joshua was filled with wisdom because what? Moses had laid his hand on him. Spiritual gifts. Praise God. Spiritual what? Two people will get to a place. You say, ah, you go to a TV station and you get there. Minister, hey, how much is it? Two point something million per quarter is too expensive. We can't afford it. Other one calls it and you say, how much is it? Two point something. I say, no problem. We'll pay. And both of them at that moment don't have money in their pocket. The difference is the principle at working boats. Praise the Lord. Everybody say impartation. Telling you. The impartation of knowledge by study. Praise the Lord. 
But there's also the spirit of wisdom. Where you will just know how to solve the matter. Because something has been given to you by the laying on of hands. But it's a laying on of hands from someone who has it to give. I'm not using it theologically, you know. You know, if I want to get into that time, I will do. But I'm just telling you. You understand what I'm saying? That has it to give. Praise God. I was talking to one of our pastors and she was mentioning something. And she was saying, oh, pastor. It's because when we get to, we're trying to pay for something some, somewhere. It's, no, I can't say that now. But we're trying to pay for something somewhere. So it's a millions. So she was like, hey, can we go and get this one? Can we go and get this one? She was now, she now brought some other alternatives. I said, my dear, hey. This is not the same pastor feminine. So stop talking like that. Stop talking like that. How much did they say? We will pay. <laughs> we will what? Anyone say we will pay. Eh? Look at someone and say we will pay. Tell the person and say I have an abundance mentality. Look at the person and say I have an abundance mentality. Hallelujah. So spiritual gifts. Hmm? Spiritual gifts. I have to be mindful of time. So we have Isaac to Jacob. We've read words. Then we have Jacob to Manasseh and Ephraim. Genesis 48. Don't lose me. Genesis 48 and 13. <laughs> now you'll notice that what they were transferring, pay attention, what they were transferring started from Abraham. Amen? Started from Abraham. And Abraham passed it to who? Isaac. Two words. Isaac passed it to Jacob. Two what? Two words. Now, Jacob passed it to Manasseh and Ephraim. Two laying on of hands. Hallelujah. Laying on of hands. Showing you that there are true ways, through two, two transmission lines of impartation. Through the laying on of hands, or through what? Prophecy. Because the words that were spoken were not for now, were for the what? For the future. Praise God. So, that's why many a times, okay, I'm just because of time, I'm just going to flow. I hope that's fine. Many a times, after hands have been laid on you, and you've been imparted, and words of prophecy have been spoken on you, Something you need to understand. Those words that have been spoken over your life are swords of the spirits. Write them down. Record it. Call it to what? Call, call it to remembrance. One year from now, two years from now, three years from now, and say, The man of God said. Do you know why? Words that are spoken by the spirit, they don't die. <laughs> Are you following? They don't die. Why is it that you study the word, the scriptures, all right, for healing now? How is it that faith is arising in your heart concerning the words Jesus spoke to the woman with the issue of blood? Wasn't the word to her? How come you are getting healed? Praise the Lord. Don't joke with prophecies. Don't joke with divine utterances. 
Don't joke with it. I said, don't joke with it. Amen. Amen. Wage war with them. You will say, the, uh, the Lord you said, when you said, Lord you said, what is it? Through the mouth of your prophet. All right? Through the mouth of this. You understand? Lord you said that Asia is open to me. Lord, you said that Europe is open to me. Lord, you said Akia Kataya Eketekele Bakayakata Yisaka. This is how to make war. You need to understand it. This is how to make war. Some of you think that holy gifts of you. Some of you think that so, some of you think that you know the fact that a word of prophecy has been given to you that means that so you just go and cross leg. Who, who told you that? No, 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 sir. No, sir. What you have been given when words of prophecy have been given to you, you have been given ammunition. Are you following? Ammunition. All right, those are bullets. You are going to have to use those words. Remember what I told you about the Lord Jesus. That Jesus did not rise from the dead because God unilaterally brought him out. No. Jesus, glory to God, all through his 33-year walk, was meditating on the bullets of the prophets. He meditated on David. Meditated on Ezekiel meditated on Isaiah and he said it and he kept saying 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 it you need to learn this thing learn it learn it many of you have a lot of prophetic words that are hanging around your heads they've been spoken but you have done nothing with it Nothing. Nothing. Words don't die. Praise God. They don't die. They don't die. That's why what normally happens. Many times, by the mercy of God, one person lays hands on you and prophesies something. Another man of God comes, lays hands, and they don't know themselves, they'll prophesy the same thing. How many of you have noticed that? What is it? God is saying, pay attention. Pay attention. The prophetic words are given to you, so you will take them. Hallelujah. Glory to God. You catalambano them. You take them and take possession. You say it is mine. It is mine. This word is mine. This word is mine. This word is this word is mine. Glory to God. It's mine. They prophesy to you. They impart words to you and tell you, you will never lack. You call one, one thousand will respond. Hallelujah. Words like you thought they were joking, you thought it was a word they were joking. You think you thought that they didn't have other words in English language to say, and they said that to you. They said that to you. Hallelujah. <sighs> Praise God. I have never heard Jesus anxious in my life. 
The voice of Jesus. Never been anxious. Never. Never. And I was thinking, well, but, <laughs> and I was thinking about something. Wanted to do something. And I was thinking of some other thing because you know, I'm a finance guy. You know, <laughs> and the Lord said, Go ahead. What's your problem? Do it. I got your back. Praise God. Guess what I will say when I'm praying? Karabakandoloboya. God has got my back. Praise God. What he said to Joshua, he has said to me. What he said to Moses, he has said to me. What he said to Paul, he has said to me. Hallelujah. Praise God. This is what I'm telling you. Men run based on relationship with the Holy Ghost. Because as long as he means cerebral, amen, and not something that has gone is born out of fellowship, born out of understanding. You will not go anywhere with it. Amen? Amen. Are we still together? I said, are we still together? Glory to God. Glory to God. Say, how we know words don't die. Words don't die. Louder, words don't die. Words don't die. Amen. Spiritual gifts. So, Genesis 48, 13. And Joseph took them both to Ephraim in his right hand, towards Israel's left hand. And Manasseh in his left hand, towards Israel's right hand, and brought them near unto him. Verse 14. All right. And Israel stretched out his right hand and laid it upon Ephraim's head, who was the younger, and his left hand upon Manasseh's head, guiding his hands wittingly, for Manasseh was the firstborn. So you now had a picture here of election by grace. Praise God. So, God wanted us to see something here that he calls who he wants to call by his own grace. So, he's saying the younger guy is going to be ahead of the older guy. Not because the older guy is bad, but because I want it that way. Hallelujah. Alright, now go on. Alright, 15. He now says what? In verse 15, go on. And he blessed Joseph. Notice, he blessed what? Joseph and said, God, before whom my fathers Abraham and Isaac this world, the God which fell me, fed me all my life long unto this day. Next verse 16. He says, The angel which redeemed me from all evil, bless the lads, and let my name be named on them, and the name of my fathers Abraham and Isaac, and let them grow into a multitude in the midst of the earth. So, lay none of hands and words. But I want you to notice something important. Many of you, I may miss it. In that, before Isaac released the spiritual, he asked for something. Right? Now, before he did this with Joseph, Joseph had done something for Jacob. In that he had preserved Jacob. Now, you're going to find out something. That impartation is within the confines and the authority of men. It is men that impart. Men are the ones who impact people. Hallelujah. It's men that impact people. Men are the ones who impact. That's something you need to note. It's men that impact. Men that impact. And you now find out that God will judge men for the, uh, uh, what do you call it now? The rules applied in that impartation. Remember, uh, what's his name now? Um, Peter. Peter went to Samaria and there was a guy that comes and says, give me, um, impart me, I give you money. 
for some other men of God, if that if that had presented them itself to them, they would have imparted in exchange for money. Was it right? No. Praise the Lord. Was it right? No. But men determine that. Isaac said, bring venison. Praise God. Glory to God. Jesus said, bring not. Glory to Jesus. Just follow me and I will what? Make you. Hallelujah. Amen. Alright, so we see that. Now let's look at another example quickly. Are we done in 10 minutes and we'll pray? Glory to God. Hallelujah. Then we have Moses to Joshua. Deuteronomy chapter 34 verse 9. Alright, where it talks about Moses that laid hands on Joshua. Then you have Elisha to Elijah. You find that in 1 Kings 19, 19, God had already told Elijah that Elisha was going to take over from him. Praise the Lord. However, it was not at that moment that Elisha received the mantle of Elijah. He served Elijah first. So as I was telling you, impartation of ministerial graces does not happen outside of relationship. It doesn't happen after our relationship. Praise God. It doesn't happen after a relationship. You will never find an example where it happened outside of relationship. Where a man reproduced the results of that imparted him without relating to the man. You won't find it. Hallelujah. Why? Because if impartation of mysterious graces could happen outside of relationship, and people could actually reproduce outside of relationship, find out that you would actually be what you will raise a lot of rebels and you will notice right now what is going on right now is that there are a lot of people who do not want to submit and serve on content tried ministry under a ministerial apprentice system where they are properly trained and discipled in both character in what spiritual gifts and doctrine before they run out because it's all about i'm geo something I am starting our this and stuff like that. So you can find out that they run out naked. They have nothing to offer. Are they called? Yes. They're called. Notice something. David was called at 17. He didn't sit on the throne until he was 30. There was a 13-year period before what he sat on the throne. What was he doing for 13 years? He was learning how to be king. Because the calling is the announcing you will be king. Hallelujah. But he had to learn. He had to kill Goliath first. Amen. He had to deal with what? An anointed but rejected what? Saul. How to deal with an older minister, an older generation, oh, Libaraha Setahaya, an older generation that has, might have missed it, but were called at a point. I'm not saying every older generation has missed it. I'm saying some might have missed it. Where you see certain things that are your reaction to their mistakes is actually going to tell whether you yourself are qualified to sit on that throne. God doesn't just look at a man's mistakes. He will look at your reaction to it. Because your reaction to his mistake is a revealer of your maturity or immaturity. Praise God. That's why David said, no matter what Saul has done, how I cannot touch his anon, I can't touch. I can't. Did he say what Saul did was right? No. He said, but he's anointed. I can't. I can't do anything against him. 
be careful if you set up a ministry and the purpose of that ministry is to call out other ministries. There is no such call in Christ. And you will soon find out that in ministerial graces and ministerial portions, it cannot, listen, it's spiritual. It can't be handed to you. Look at David and Absalom. I think, I think I've done a teaching on Absalom. If you check that story, David was wrong. Absalom was right. Absalom was right. He was right. David was wrong. David was wrong not to penalize um, Amnon for raping Tamar. The law of Moses was clear. What you did to a rapist was clear. David did nothing. Did nothing. David was a strong man in battle, but was weak when he came to his children. So Absalom said, you, David, you, you will be dancing and be doing worship. You'll be teaching people the law, but you are not applying the law in your own house. I'll show you. And Absalom rebelled against his father. Spoke against his father's mistakes. What happened? Where did he end up? He dying young. Was David right in what he did? No. But was rebellion the answer? No. Be careful when you set up ministries and the purpose of your ministry is to rebel or correct. There are no ministerial portions and graces for that. Because you see, accusation is not part of the fivefold ministry gifts. And because it's not one of the fivefold ministry gifts, there is no mantle for it. So people that operate in that place are energized by one the devil. Praise God. I said, Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Are you with us? Let's continue. Let's just round up quickly because of time. So, it hardly works where there is no relationship, where there is no service. Do you know that between the time Paul was called and Acts of Apostles, chapter 13, was about 13 years? Do you know that before Paul's first apostolic ministry, one of the things they did was to carry bread and rice to Jerusalem? Paul, where read it? When there was famine, says that the purpose, all right, the church of Archer purpose for them to carry relief to Jerusalem. And it was Paul and Barnabas to be carrying bread and rice to Jerusalem. Praise the Lord. The man who cannot carry rice. The man who cannot sweep, the man who cannot serve, cannot be sent. He cannot be sent. He can send himself, but he cannot be sent. Praise God. Praise God. This is, you see, the, the Lord said to me, he said, I want you to speak against renegade Christianity. Any honest disorder. Boom, I've heard God called me. Boom, start church. I've heard God called me. Boom. Just like that. Whose hand did you pour water on? Amen. Where was your preparation time? Glory to God. Where was it? Where did you where, where was preparation time? Where did you demonstrate and prove submission? You think ministry is a political party? You think you are Davido or Whiskey? 
et spirituel. It's spiritual. And the, the older ministers understand he wants otherwise. That's that till today, Bishop Oedepo has not outgrown Pastor Adibuye. No, check it. Look, check it. Jerry Savelle has not outgrown Kenneth Copeland. Jesse Duplantis has not outgrown Kenneth Copeland. Because they understand. Come, let me show you how this thing was. Come, man of God. Eddie John, come. All right? Because the man that imparts you. It's not just impartation because impartation is what fathers give to sons. Hmm? Because the way God has ordained for ministerial, ministerial graces to go around the earth and bless humanity till Jesus comes is through father-son's relationship, not father-hireling relationship. Are you following? Father-sons. Because if the son, hold my hand, if the son misses the way, the father can correct him. Are you following? He's supernatural. He's working in the anointing, doing great miracles and so He makes a mistake, maybe falls into a sexual sin or begins to preach something. The father can correct him. So the grace keeps flowing and, and you know, continuously. Continuously. Father to son, Paul to Timothy, Paul to Titus, Paul to Timothy, Paul to... Are you following? You're connected. That's the ordained way. See, today, you find, with the apostles, you find that, all right, because they were the foundational apostles, they had to keep fellowship with the Lord, all right, to continually, you know, get that what? That um, uh, uh, um, infilling of the Spirit of God. But you find that the disciples after them, yes, they were getting filled with the Spirit of God, but you find that the Bible says they continue steadfastly what? With what? In the apostles' doctrine. So you find you could not, you cannot remove the vibrancy of a Philip, the vibrancy of a Stephen to the influence of the apostles. The same grace to spread the gospel was passed to them. And check it, the spread of the, of the gospel by the dickenry, Philip and Stephen was after they were what? Imparted. They were imparted to share rice. <laughs> because to God the grace to share rice to the saints is not different from the grace to plant a church in Antarctica to him it's the same the man who is humble enough to wash the feet of the saints is the one God can send. God is not in the business of ordaining people who have big egos. Are you following what I'm saying? Are you following what I'm saying? God is not in the business of ordaining people who want to use him as a means to make their own name great. Hallelujah. Praise God. Well, ministry now you find that some people want to buy access. So you see someone, he comes and, he, you know, he, because the man of God is popular, they sold to that man of God so that can be close to him. No matter how you, you cannot buy sonship. Praise God. You either son or you're not. That's the system. Praise God. That's the system. Notice. I'm afraid you remember that story of Moses, Aaron, and all. When the children of Israel were fighting the Amalekites, 
Come on now, you remember that in the book of Numbers, right? No, no, book of Exodus 17. So you find that Moses sends Joshua out. Joshua again. Praise God. Who? Joshua. Moses is over 80, but there's a young Joshua. Praise God. Joshua is Moses' son. So he sends Moses to go and fight the physical battle. I will fight the what? The spiritual battle. So he lifts up his hands, and as they were fighting, when Moses lifts up his hands, they win. When Moses gets tired, they lose. Praise God. So do you know what happens? Aaron and all notice. So what did they do? They are sons of Moses too. So they come and they owe their father's hand up. Because that's how God wants it to be. The gospel spread across the world through a system of father and sons, where supernatural graces are transferred by impartation, but there is also a system of accountability and discipleship to ensure that there is no disorder. Hallelujah. So that you don't have one guy opening blind eyes next, impregnating the choristers in the next minute. And there's nobody that can say, come here and sit down. Are you following what I'm saying? He's a law to himself. I said, no one can question me. I'm the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Kabaya. Praise God. The fornication, he didn't aspect my spirit. <laughs> Praise God. Praise God. Are you paying attention? Comment, is this clear? All right, so let me just round up because of time. All right, I have to stop. All right, and we need to pray. All right? So, we need to be particular about this. Very, very particular about this. Now, let me just talk about the calling. When God calls a man, he calls a man, all right, to either do one of these three things. And you need to be clear which one you are. Sorry, one of these four things. Because I have found out that many times we interpret the calling of God through the lenses of what is popular in the society. So if an evangelist is reigning, everybody begins to hear what? Evangelist. If it's pastor, they will hear pastor. You know what is reigning now? Prophet. The senior prophet, junior prophet, major, general, you know, private, corporal, you understand? Right now, in the south, in the east, everybody is a prophet. Because if you're not a prophet, you can East Africa is terrible. Oh my God. He is terrible. You know, I was in a car. I mean, if you cannot see in South Africa, forget it. So what they are now doing, some of them, let me tell you what some of them are now doing. Because they understand there is a demand for you. Can, can you see? So some of them are now bringing actors and arranging. So you have arranged this. Can you imagine? Church of the Living. It's not church. That's not church. That's like uh, opera. Yes, sir. Imagine. How do you go and someone say, you see, I will say your father is, your name is this. You say yes. Then I will say this. Yes, man. And they arrange it. Then the person gets paid. So it is poverty elevation through the church through trickery. Praise the Lord. Look at him and say, God forbid. What was that? <laughs> What's the meaning of that one? I can't even imagine it. As I, me. 
we're not gonna test on you. So, so, so you think that you are blind, eh? Then I'll leave my hands on you. Then you say you are, you can see, eh? Then we say praise the Lord. Then everybody will give. When Jesus rose from the dead, when he gave me the Holy Ghost, hallelujah, Christianity is real. Yes, we don't have to fake it to prove it. You hear what I said? It's real. The power of God is real. The Holy Ghost is real. Hallelujah. I said, hallelujah. Glory to God. Let us round up. So I said, all right, if God calls you, I call you to do any of these four things. Tomorrow, we'll start earlier. We'll start like 5.30, 30 minutes earlier. Because myself and Apostle are missing tomorrow. So you know it will be a bit hot in here. All right, praise God. All right, so let's come early. Hallelujah. All right. If God calls a man, four things he calls you to do. Can describe it in four things. Number one, he calls you to be a pioneer. A pioneer. A pioneer, all right, they are sent to start a walk. Let me start a church or churches or to emphasize a forgotten truth or promise when God called Moses he called Moses as a pioneer of the old covenant so when you hear old covenant law they call it the law of what Moses Every other person after Moses came to what? Emphasize what Moses said. According as to what the Lord said to the prophet Moses. So every other prophet had to refer to who? Moses. And Jesus, the last in that line, to usher in the new, referred to who? The most. Moses. Pioneer. Praise God. Moses and Paul are in this category by themselves. Number two, when God calls a man, it, will, it could call him to be a partner to the pioneer. A partner to the pioneer. This category are called alongside pioneers to achieve a particular purpose. Pay attention. God never calls the pioneer without a partner. Paul and Barnabas. Moses and what? Aaron. Praise God. Elijah and the sons of the prophets. You will need people to do with the work with. You will notice that Barnabas was not a spiritual son of Paul. Silas was not a spiritual son of Paul. But they were called to partner the pioneer. Praise God. Praise God. I said, Praise God. Amen. Number three. When God calls a man, he could call him to be a waterer. A waterer. That means his job and his calling is to what? Make strong what another has planted. God doesn't call this guy to plant, to pioneer. No. This is where you have people like branch pastors in a ministry. Praise the Lord. Where they are sent to a branch, they will do well. There's, there are people there already. Amen. And they get there. They water the people there. Then more people are added. And they build, you understand? If you send that man to start a ministry by himself, it will, it will collapse. 
and you find many people have done it. They, they did well as branch pastors. They now said, I want to go and start my own. <laughs> they thought it was uh, aluminum and electric uh, business. I sat for a while under someone, I go and start my own. <laughs> you think it's a shop? <laughs> you don't understand. When you were branch pastor, there were angels working with you that were sent from the presence of the Lord because to ensure that that call given to the pioneer succeeds. You now went to do what they didn't send you to do. You think ministry work is by hand? Oh, you think it's by follow-up and WhatsApp? Hello, how are you? Are you coming again? 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 We die soon. <laughs> Praise God. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Praise God. So I said, the third one is what? Waterer. Is that correct? Right? Waterer. The fourth is sons and associates. So waterer's category, Apollos. You notice, Apollos never planted. He watered. Paul was the planter. And when Paul planted, many of the time you check through scripture, he will send for Apollos. Go here, go here, go here. So, Paul's grace was to plant. It was not everybody that had that grace to plant. Are you following? So, for example, when Timothy was to do something in Israel, you will find that he would do it under Paul's grace. And Timothy will go and he will succeed. Hallelujah. Because he was walking the pioneer. Apollos was waterer. And he succeeded as a waterer to the point where mentioning his name alongside Paul. So you see, it does not matter what God has told you to do. Just do it. No one is bigger than the other. Hallelujah. Stop interpreting your call in the light of popularism what is popular in your country interpret it in light of did God tell me to do this Amen. The, number, the last one is what sons and associates God can call you to say follow that man serve in the gospel with that man Paul had people like that. He had Epaphroditus. He had he had Timothy. Timothy served with Paul till Paul died. That was what God called him to do. Hallelujah, Hallelujah. It doesn't diminish your call because the God is only going to give you a report or give you rewards on what He did, what you did that He told you to what to do. Not what you did because you wanted to do it. Praise God. Praise God. This is why with ministry, you don't just, you don't guess. Amen. Amen. You don't what? You don't guess. You must be sure. Because if you guess, you will suffer. Praise God. You will what? Suffer. I know what, I know what suffering is. I've suffered. You will suffer. 
and you'll be asking questions. Why? Why? It's because you don't really know what God has told you to do. Hallelujah. All right, so let's do a recap. We talked about impartation, right? Impartation of understanding. Impartation of what? Spiritual gift and impartation of what? All right? Of the soul. That's lifestyle. Where you think. Understanding has to do with doctrinal persuasion. Understanding has to do with wisdom, you know, things like that. And we saw that impartation does not work outside of what? Relation. Relationship. It doesn't work outside of what? Relationship. On a relationship between disciple and discipler. Mentor. Tea. It is not McDonald's where you just come, sharp, sharp, lay hands on me, boom, I run. No, it doesn't work like that. Praise God. Because God is building an army. Everybody say army. I'm, one thing you know to know about army is that armies are made up of people, several trained people, match in an organized what? Way. Not, it's not, an, 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 army, an army is not, uh, 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 it's not a mob where everybody does what they like. No. It's an army. It's an army. And because it's an army, it's Order is an orderly assembly. Praise God. An orderly assembly. Never forget it. Ministry spiritual. Rise up on your feet. Have you learned something today? In here, I said, have you learned something today? All right, lift up your hands and begin to pray in the Holy Ghost, everybody. Pray in the Spirit. You have just listened to a message by Reverend Dr. Femi Olale of Oikea Christian Center. For other messages, visit our website at www.oikeacc.org. Remain blessed.